The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Virginia Representative Abigail Spanberger is reintroducing a bill to increase transparency in prescription drug transactions. It targets third-party companies that she says have recently grown to dominate American medicine with little federal oversight. Patrick Larson has more. Catherine Carey has worked at Brimo Pharmacy in Henrico her whole career. She says third-party pharmacy benefit managers are supposed to negotiate with drug manufacturers, pharmacies, and insurers to create lower costs for consumers. But I think that sometimes the way that they control costs doesn't necessarily benefit the patient, it benefits them. Carey says one PBM practice is to charge pharmacies additional fees for medicine after it has been sold, leading to lost revenues. And sometimes generic drugs that serve as cheaper and equally effective alternatives aren't insured because the PBM gets their own rebate for buying brand name. Is that kickback shared with the patient? You know, those are the question marks. And there are a lot more question marks. The three largest PBMs control three-quarters of the market and have revenues exceeding the nation's biggest drug manufacturers, but aren't federally scrutinized. Spanberger says her bill would shed more light on them. Patrick Larson, VPM News. VCU has expelled Delta Chi fraternity for violations that allegedly led to the death of a student. The university found that the fraternity violated policies on hazing, alcohol, and COVID-19 in the run-up to the death of Adam Oaks. The 19-year-old was found dead in late February in off-campus housing. A medical examiner later said it was caused by alcohol poisoning. Richmond police are still investigating the case. VCU has hired a consulting firm to issue a report on the school's Greek life this summer. Tomorrow is the last day to vote early in person before the June primary. Polls at the local registrar's office are open until 5 p.m. on Saturday for voters. As of yesterday, 83,000 people had already cast their ballots. Data from the Virginia Public Access Project shows more than half voted by mail. The primary is this Tuesday, June 8th. Virginians can cast their ballots between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. A Virginia Beach program to help people formerly incarcerated from coming back into the system may soon go statewide. Paul Bebo from partner station WHRV has more details on the initiative. Virginia Beach started a program in 2019 to help jail inmates get adequate mental health services, medication, and find housing when they were released. Almost 700 people participated. According to the city's Department of Human Services, 97% of people in the program who have been released stayed out of jail. Now, the Virginia Sheriff's Association wants to expand the program statewide. What we're finding is that when people come out of jail, especially people related to mental health and opioid addiction and drug addiction, when they come out, if they don't have somewhere to go, if they don't have support, we're going to get them right back in jail. That's John Jones. He is the executive director of the Sheriff's Association. Jones says the organization hopes to bring this initiative to the General Assembly, possibly in January 2022. That was Paul Bebo reporting.
Governor Ralph Northam has set goals for cutting down on pollution going into the Chesapeake Bay. The executive directive sets targets for reducing pollution caused by runoff from lands owned by state agencies and other public institutions around the bay. Environmentalists say stormwater runoff is one of the most harmful sources of pollution in the Chesapeake Bay. The new directive is intended to help Virginia meet its clean water goals by 2025. Two of Richmond's largest and most popular festivals are returning in person this fall. Venture Richmond Events plans to bring back the Second Street Festival and Richmond Folk Festival. The Second Street Festival will take place October 2nd through 3rd. The Richmond Folk Festival will happen the following weekend. Organizers say both events will follow federal and state guidelines for outdoor gatherings. More details will be released throughout the summer. This week marks one year since the start of summer-long protests in Richmond, setting off clashes between protesters and police. The Richmond Police Department is now facing several lawsuits over its response. Chief Gerald Smith recently spoke to Whitney Evans about the last year and what changes he says are underway at the department. We are working really diligently to develop what we are calling, it's the working title right now, the Richmond Community Academy, which would be on top of the police academy training that the state has for us. And it's learning about the identity of who we are as police, our history. We are going to be talking about our values, about the history of Richmond, who Richmond is, where it's been. And we're also talking about and bringing in the people of the community who we will be serving. We still have a long way to go to get trust to the level that we would all be comfortable with. That's where we are right now. Mayor Lavarsoni, when he brought you on, he referred to you as a change agent. How have you worked to change the culture of the department? Changing culture takes time, and we're working on it. The Richmond Police Academy is one way that we're changing the culture. Before, the academy concentrated on the minimal standards across the state of Virginia. Those are great. They're needed. We need to be proficient in all of those skills. These are our values. We value communication. We value partnership. We value community-spirited leaders who will come into the Richmond Police Department that make this area better. If protests were to break out again next week, how would this department handle those protests differently than they handled protests a year ago? A lot of people were upset with the way RPD handled that. To help facilitate their First Amendment rights and to protect life and property. Have you made a single policy change? A few. We've what are those to, specific policy changes? You're going to have to give me a chance to go back and pull some of those. We changed the um, chemical munitions policy in the way chemical munitions are used and when they are used. What is that new policy? But you're asking very specific questions that you did not prepare me to go get. I would have to get the policy. I've made changes in how our CMT operates. Leadership is on the street now, okay, when it comes down to protest. Um, what does that mean, to have leadership on the street? I think we were kind of ahead of the game, not to say that other organizations weren't, but that gives those who are in charge of making those decisions of when chemical munitions are used what tactics, what strategies are used, or right there on the street, they're not in a command center somewhere. I mean, and I think that's what you saw as the protest moved on. Yeah. I mean, the community's been calling for big, sweeping changes. Yeah. You know, these seem like very small changes. What um, big, sweeping changes are you referring to? Transparency, accountability. Yes, and yes, we're um, doing those things. 
help me understand the, the four-year the four-year complaints that uh, not complaints but the four-year requests that come in we are addressing those as quickly as we can and they've increased tremendously when staffing has not transparency what was the other one that you said accountability that I have created the office of professional accountability itself and it's to help officers making sure that they're accountable for their careers and that the organization is accountable for making sure that they are giving what they need to have the best career here what do you see that are the changes that need to be made in policing today the reimagining committee came up with a list of things that we are working very diligently on those need to be addressed if we ignore those things then people have a right to say well this is how we want to be policed one of those things is officer wellness it should be a concept that spread throughout the organization the sacrifices that they have made officers are essential employees they came to work every day last year COVID accounted for more deaths of officers than car wrecks and bullets no one sees that that was richmond police chief gerald smith this is vpm news this newscast was recorded on thursday june 3rd at 6 p.m some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them you can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at myvpm VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.